Is that adjusted properly? Mm-hmm. I think we'll be good. On air, bitches. You're not gonna say it. Somebody I'm eating dots. Let's talk about Gross. two times. Let's talk about bum one, yeah. What one? Asking the questions that nobody could. Like, where are the bone dogs in? Are they in harmony? What are you looking at? I was waiting for the intro music to stop. Um, on the side of, what's this thing called? This big one? A mixer? On the side of your mixer, it looks like someone is doing the walk like an Egyptian oh, dance. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, Mackie logo. Oh. He looks like he's having a good time. This I little stick is. man. I became very resentful of him before because I was... You wished you were having as good a time yeah. of him as him. Yeah, like when I was hooking stuff up and I was like, I'm not having that much fun. <laughs> Asshole. Well, <laughs> the stick figure logo, man. <laughs> welcome to this show. We haven't seen you for a while. Nope. We've had some big changes in your life. We have plants. Yeah? What? We oh. Have basil and mint plants. Yeah, and all of our house plants. Well, my work plants have become house plants. Yeah. But that's been a I think I was on here since COVID has started. Mm-hmm. We also, we got a plant from your boss mm-hmm. that fruit flies really like. I know. And I have these little sticky things to put in pots and it kills them because they get stuck to it. And it's great because one of my plants has a bajillion on mm-hmm. it, but those are at work. <laughs> so next time I'm at work, I need to pick one up. I feel like I've been uh, adulting a lot. Like, with taking care of plants and things like that. Mm. I don't like it. Oh, I like watering plants and being successful at making things live and survive. Well, why don't you water the plants? I will. All right, fine. Okay. Um, mostly why you came today is... Tay-Tay has a new album! <laughs> Sorry, did I get a little loud? Yeah. Okay. That's I okay. I got really excited. Um, Tay-Tay has a new album. My girl, T-Swift. Taylor Swift has a new, a new album. album. Surprise. Let us know like 24 hours in advance, not even. Yep. It was like 16 hours in advance, I think. Yep. Yeah, it was not a lot of notice. No. I actually came and woke you up and yes. was like, I guess Taylor Swift has an album coming out at midnight. And it turned out to be true, which is nice because I got to deliver the good news. Yeah. I felt like I could take credit for it. You did. You got credit for that in my life. So we had a Twitter request. Someone asked if they could uh, get a review from Poon Master Flex of Taylor Swift. A plus, as always. Did your mouse die? All right. Well, that's been Helpful Snowman. Oh, haha. No, I (laughs) want to talk more about how great T-Swift is. Okay. Um, well, yeah, we're going to talk about her, but also, you know, go through some of the songs. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be good to go through the track titles, and I could tell you what I imagine the songs are like. Sure. Because that's usually how you and I experience music together. Like Adele's Hello. And like then Adele's you heard Hello. it in the car on the radio, and you were like, what is this song? And I was like, you have been singing parts of this for months now. Yeah. 
Also, like a little while ago, you played me a uh, parody version of that song about so the flat, flat Earth. Yeah, Is that what that was great. And I, um, it was featured on John Oliver on last week tonight. If anyone is curious, yeah. it was about conspiracy theories, and it was an opener. For and the I show. didn't know that that was a fake song. At first, it would be kind of like hearing a Weird Al Nirvana song and not knowing that it wasn't the real song. The lyrics are quality on that song. Um, but also, we were talking about, um, related to that, Flat Earth and other things, you had told me that on this John Oliver episode, they had talked about a PBS thing where they had talked about the moon landing conspiracy mm-hmm. and how the moon landing conspiracy There was a be calculation real. on how to figure out how many people would have been in like how many people would have been involved and then how long it would have taken for it to break. And we were like, how, how was this math calculated? Yeah. Supposedly this dude invented an equation that would tell you how long a conspiracy would last. And one of the big factors is how many people were involved in it. Um, And there were some other things. I looked up the equation and obviously, it's, like, way too complicated for me to understand. It which seems like bullshit. It seems like bullshit to me, because it's like, well, wait a second. But then Taylor Swift's album coming out made me think, okay, this is definitely mm-hmm. bullshit. Because it's a secret that was being kept, and there had to be hundreds of people who knew that it was happening. I mean, Probably. the people involved in making the music... The people involved in shooting the videos, the people involved in and anyone involved with her merchandise, marketing, all this stuff would know this was happening. I do feel like her circle is probably pretty tight, though, because she's like she's been through some stuff. So I think that she's probably whittled down who she trusts with big stuff like this. I think and so too. yes, I think there's like multiple part like she has a web development team and a yes. merch. Le- but her merchandise isn't shipping for six to eight weeks. But still, they would have to... It exists. Like, they have mock-ups of it. Sure. Someone true. made this stuff. Yes. I would say it would be a low-ball estimate, but to say 100 people probably knew... Maybe they don't know the specifics, but could strongly suspect that a Taylor Swift album was being released. Right, that it was nearing completion yes. in the next X weeks. Yes. Yeah. And therefore, I was like, I think this is bullshit. But um, also, interest. So, also, I thought it was interesting because we were talking about we've been watching a lot of good trashy reality TV. Yes. And I was like, okay, but for this to be true, I would think we'd have a lot more incidents on the books where reality TV finales and winners and stuff were revealed ahead of time, and that really doesn't happen a lot. So it makes me think. I think this equation that proves that the moon landing is not a conspiracy is bullshit. Also, I mean, what's more proof? Like a moon rock or this fake made up equation? I was angry about this equation. Are you glad I showed it to you? In a way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I knew that like interested Pete would go down the internet rabbit hole and discover what was what. What this guy really needs to do, because I I really did try, and then I was like, no, this isn't going to make sense to me. But what this guy really needs to do is work with a programmer to set up an online thing where it's like, okay, how many people know about it? 
other factors and then it's like we estimate that this and you know they estimated i think the moon landing would have been revealed within four years or something it was like 3.6 years yeah yeah Yeah. so like and that somehow is proof also i think is it really true that like okay if they estimate a moon landing would be revealed in 3.6 years is it true then that if it hasn't been revealed at the five-year mark is it now more or less likely? In other words, I would think it'd be less likely because if it hasn't been revealed at the three-year mark, yeah, they've kept the secret, fewer people would know about it. It would just kind of keep reducing. And now, like, what is it, 50 years later? Um, Over 51 years later? There would be even less likelihood that people would know. Anyway. Yeah, can we get back to Taylor, Taylor Swift Thanks. is also involved in a lot of conspiracies um, because some of it is of her own doing. Some of it is like she puts clues about things in her songs. Because she's so smart. And like, you know, um, I remember when her video came out for Me. Yeah. Was that the title of the song? Yes, that okay. was her debut like release and then the first video from her last album lover and it, there were like a million easter eggs and she told people and then everyone was deciphering everything yes like the title of the album was in there something about the next release was in there how many songs were going to be on the album were like hinted at yeah and this was my introduction to that world i didn't before that realize that this was like a thing yes that, uh swifties yeah. We're uh, deciphering the clues and like putting it together and trying to predict what was happening. I had some. Go ahead. I saw this funny meme that was like, if I ever go missing, send the Swifties like on the case because <laughs> they're so good at sleuthing. What's up? They are. They're like a little uh, crime solver community, mm-hmm. except it's not a crime. It's just a thing that happened. Do you think, okay, because Taylor Swift likes cats. And, like, Swifties are so good at, like, deciphering what the hidden meanings are that don't fuck with cats. Do you think there was crossover on the people that were investigating that and some Swifties? For all I know, that's explicitly in the movie, but we can't watch it. We can't watch it. Because I'm told there's too much graphic violence. Um, But, yes, you were newly exposed to this being a thing. Yes. I I had some inkling because her previous album prior to lover reputation had some imagery and stuff that I was, but I felt like it was pretty obvious. Like it was about, you know, Kanye West and that whole fucking thing. People now speculate that it was about Scooter Braun owning all of her old. Oh, so it's got a revisionist history thing. Okay. So anyway, um, I had some light introduction to it, but mm-hmm. this is the first I'm really like, oh my God. Because I got real obsessed and yes. we're showing you everything. <laughs> and it was like, you know, frame by frame going through mm-hmm. the video and being like, what do you think it means that the people on the left open their umbrellas first? And then the people on the, and I'm like, I don't know. My favorite thing from that music video was there were some chicken chicks in the back and everyone was like, Dixie chicks are going to be featured on the album. And it was completely true. Yes. Um, I think there was also from that album really put a lot of fuel on the fire that she's gay or bisexual. Um, 
but I think that mostly had to do with like the one song Calm Down, which was, I think, a sort of pro-gay message or pro-LGBTQ message. Yeah, one of her um, close, I think he's a backup dancer, and I think his name is Ty, or like some iteration of Ty something, um, and he's gay, and he had asked her what her stance was on like gay rights, and she felt sad that he didn't know that and then she was like well if my close friend doesn't know that then i should be making like more of a statement and using my platform so that's why she said she provided like more amplification to gay rights so this is what you learn when you ask a swifty a question yeah you learn how which i agree with because i think she's found more of her like political and like social viewpoint like voice Mm -hmm. um her Miss Americana Netflix special showed more of like her coming into her own and speaking out for her beliefs. So, yeah. 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 That was, um, weird. No, I love it. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, let's, should we start with the review? Do you want to do like a couple songs and then we'll do a conspiracy and then we'll go back and forth? Um, I'm like one track mind. Okay. So, yeah. Is this in correct order? Do you think is the one the first song? Yeah. Is Cardigan the second song? Yeah, this is in the right order. Okay, so the first song is called The One, Digit One. It's also track one. Mm-hmm. It's three minutes and 31 seconds. Um, because you're like on the number thing, they're, the seventh track is called Seven, by the way. Also. Oh, shit. But this is listed as the word. And it's not, it doesn't have a seven in the length, unfortunately. Okay. What do you think of the one? I like it. Okay. I don't know. I don't, like, I've been streaming it nonstop on loop. And so, while I'm working, too. So, there's a couple songs that I've, like, picked out. Some of them are background. But I like this one. This is one of my favorites. Is this, like, okay, like a top five? Yeah. Yeah, I like this So, one if someone lot. was going to experience the new album... The one is a good track to listen to. Yeah, I I enjoy it. Um, what do you think it's about, or do you know? Have you gone that deep? Yet? Um, I've like heard stuff on the internet, but I haven't like really dug into lyrics on many of the songs on the new album. Tell me what you've heard. Um, someone thinks it's. There's a lyric that's like, it would have been nice if you had been the one or something like that. And so people are speculating that her and her most recent beau, um, Joe Alwyn, have broken up. Oh, okay. Um, I forgot what I was going to, I was going to ask you something about this. Okay, so it's maybe about a breakup or something or a, a man. Yeah. Fair enough. Cardigan. So this was her um, first music video and, like, the first song off the new album. Okay, this is the one where she's, like, playing the piano. Yeah, the music video I really liked. Um, The song I'm a little bit, like, I like it. It's not my favorite. But I find that's usually the case with her first single off of her new albums. I'm not usually the biggest fan of the first single. Yeah, on the last album, one of the singles, The Archer? Yeah. I'm, you weren't I'm big into, into yeah. even though that seemed like a big one mm-hmm. for the album, but 
not yeah. not your thing. And that was her. Usually, her fifth track is like her like deep emotional one, and the Archer was that on Lover, and I I didn't like that one as much. Okay, but on Reputation, Delicate is the fifth track, and I love that song. Now, I would say that maybe you're a rarity among Swifties because I think you quite like reputation i do like reputation and that's a big departure for her musically yeah i liked 1989 a lot this obsession with taylor swift has been a recent development yes like i'm 30 and this has occurred within the last three to four years yeah and there's not so much with a country taylor swift no i did not like her when she first came on the scene yeah but the more recent more i I guess pop pop, music yeah. yeah um the cardigan, um, that's one of a trio. So she wrote a bunch of songs, and some of them are not from her own like experience or perspective. It's supposed to be like her imagined like protagonists in these songs. And there's a teenage love triangle trio, hmm. um, and this is one of the three in that like grouping. And so it's from one of the perspectives in this love triangle. Yeah, and I, I think that's, um, it's kind of interesting. I think that's like a thing that a lot of songwriters do, but a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of people treat it weird. Like uh, someone I listen to a lot, Jason Isbell, writes a lot of character songs. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, talking in the first person, I, me, but he's not himself. Um, and I think that's like, you know, one of his... Uh, albums that i really liked it's from the perspective of like a young girl and it's uh it's a good song and i think it's interesting and i think it's kind of interesting and when people step out of their own shoes like songwriters especially i think are usually thought of as writing about themselves but so sometimes i think it's good when they step out and like do something that's completely different Mm -hmm. it's just like somewhere else to go maybe yeah, and I feel like a lot of times you can still draw on your own experiences and show empathy, yeah. but it doesn't have to be like a true narrative from your own life. Oh, totally. Like my good friend Tom Spanbauer said, fiction is the lie that tells the truth truer. Yeah. So you can express an emotion through a story, even if the story itself isn't exactly true. Yeah. Um, there's also some talk online about this album has swear words in it. Yeah. How do you explicit. feel about that? I don't care. People are being dumb. <laughs> yeah. Is this like a thing for people or is this mostly for people who are not Swifties, you would say, and I are just know. like disassembling the album? I don't know if people are still expecting her to be like 18 year old, like pure, innocent country tailor right. or like. Well, because she's 30. Yes. And like, I think the number of swears is like less than 10 on the album or something yeah and it's i mean she does say fuck um but some of it isn't even like her saying it it's like a character saying i don't know well one of the songs is like a character song and she's um using a term she says bitch because that's what yeah bitch pack because that's what the character who was a real person called her group of friends yeah so let's go on to the third song the last great american dynasty yeah so that's in that song this is one of my favorite favorites this might be my because it says bitch 
No, I just really so like disappointed. it. It also talks about how this lady um, stole her neighbor's dog and dyed it key lime green. That's one of the lyrics. <laughs> is that a real thing that happened? I don't know. Probably. Because, yeah, this song is based on um, the previous owners of her Rhode Island house. Oh, that's right. House. Okay. Who were also heirs to the Standard Oil fortune. Oh, interesting. This is the li- about the lady who I told you blew all their money because she like bought a ballet company and then they refused to name it after her and she was like fine give me my ma- my money back and then she created a second ballet company and then stole a bunch of the original ballet company's dancers. There's nothing I enjoy more than a spite purchase. Yeah. Like I didn't even really want to buy a ballet company, but I guess I will. Yeah. Um so potentially this is an eccentric millionaire. I should look into them and see if there are some eccentric millionaire things that I could learn from them. Mm -hmm. Track four, Exile. Oh, this is the uh, Bon Iver is featured on this. Oh, okay. I heard most of this song. Maybe the whole thing. Quite a bit of it. Yeah. I like it. I like Bon Iver. So, yeah, like the album has a different, um, more somber, like chill vibe than her typical like pop album vibes yeah her last one lover was definitely a upbeat yeah poppy album yeah this is less so um the next one my tears ricochet i like this one a lot that's got a very dramatic title it's really good though what's it do you have any idea what it's about like is what she's talking about um, it's a character one again. Um, she's talking about like someone coming to awake, like and being like spiteful. So, hmm, spiteful wake, eh? Yeah, like somebody that this person didn't like or get along with, and they show up at the wake, and she's like, "Why are you even at my wake if you didn't like me and we like didn't have a good relationship?" So the character's dead. Yeah. And seeing their own wake. I think so. Mm. I don't know. Like I said, I've half listened to the lyrics. Track seven is Mirror Ball. Now, I'm going to assume this is about the primary weapon used by the tall man, Angus Grimm, in Phantasm, which is a giant pinball. Um, The lyric video is a disco ball. That's the image behind the lyrics. Well, I guess that's probably more of what a mirror ball is. This is one of the more, like, positive-sounding, like, musical-toned ones on the new album. Upbeat more? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't call it upbeat, but I would say, like, it's lighter-sounding. Has anyone designed a pinball machine where the pinball looks like a disco ball? That'd be fun. They should. Um, would it roll very well? Well, it would just have to look like it with drawn on lines mm-hmm. instead of actually being a disco ball. Okay. Although that could add an entire other element. What if you had a pinball that had like sides so it was kind of wobbling around? Pin wobble ball. That doesn't sound good. Okay. It's frustrating. Fair enough. Uh, seven is called Seven. I assume this is about Brad Pitt finding his wife's head in a box. Um, so, like I said, I haven't fully listened 
to all of them. And this is one of the ones that kind of goes in the background for me. I like the first half of the album more than the second half. And the first half, um, one of the guys from The National was a co-writer of the songs or co-producer. So... Like. For the first half, mm-hmm. but not the second half. Yeah, there was a different person. I f- think that's Weird. how it's split. I think he might have a song in the second half of the track listing, but um, track eight is August. Is this the month or the like state of being? Um, I think it might be the wait state of being. Yeah, you know, like he's very August. What does that mean? I don't know. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard that. I think it's usually applied to like an aristocratic type person. Oh, August. <laughs> um, this is one of the other songs in the like love triangle track. Okay. Um, the next one is "This Is Me Trying" or maybe "This Is Me Trying" or "This Is Me Trying." This is me trying. This is me trying. Yeah. This I is like what this I one. look like when I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Ten is Illicit Affairs. Now, this title sounds like a um, late 80s, early 90s thriller where there's brief nudity. What was the real real movie called? I don't... Isn't there a movie like that? Like about an affair and then someone kills someone? Probably. Okay. I think there's a bunch. Yeah, but there's a specific movie. Um, like, titles like this are, for example, Cindy Crawford was in a movie with a Baldwin called Fair Game. Or, um, what's the one with Sharon Stone where she shows her vagina? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, it also has a name like this. Okay. Um, this one people thought was in the love triangle set of songs but people are fighting about that it's august actually and not illicit affairs as one of the three and i agree i think august is the third so wait how do they know there's three because she said in a post three of them are like related yeah like a teenage love triangle Oh, and, and so it's, it's written like, from perspectives of each of the people involved. Oh. Yeah. I see. So so you think it's August. I do. And. Cardigan and Betty is the other one. Which is track 14. August and Illicit Affairs are the contested ones. Everyone thinks that Betty and Cardigan are in the triangle. It has to be Betty. Because obviously, one of the most classic love triangles of all time is Archie, Veronica, and Betty. Right? Sure. I, that's not why it's called that, I don't think. But but maybe this is a sly clue. See, I can do this, too. I can be a Swifty well, and put the clues together. In that song, do you want me to go there, or do we yeah. want to go in order? No, so? go ahead and skip it, ahead okay. and then we'll, well go back. Okay, well, Betty... Um, in that song, she says the names James and Inez, and those are the names of Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' daughters, and they had a third daughter, but like they didn't really announce anything about her birth, um, and then they confirmed that their third daughter's name is Betty, 
Oh. And then also James, their um, oldest daughter, said the like intro line for her reputation album's song Gorgeous. So like she's tight with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. When she was like a child? Yeah. She did this? Oh. Yeah. It starts off with a child's voice saying gorgeous. Oh. And then she starts singing. So that's why I don't think it's about <laughs> Betty and Veronica. Okay. But we can we can go there. Hey, it's a want. sometimes these connections happen by accident. Yeah. And they're just What if she did a music video and it was like Archie comics? That would be amazing. World. It could be like Weezer's um, Buddy Holly video, where they put themselves in Arnold's diner from yeah. Happy Days. I mean, Riverdale, I think, is still relevant, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. It's too relevant, because now it's like a show for teens, instead mm-hmm. of just being like the comics that were always at the checkout. When I was a kid, Archie comics were digest size. So, like, Reader's Digest or something like that. And they were at the checkout in the grocery store. None of the good comics were there. You couldn't get, like, your Batmans, your Spidersmans at the checkout. But you could get Archie. But I never had any interest in Archie. Because hmm. I was like, well, I didn't care about, like, romance or relationships, for one thing. But also, even as I got a little older, I was like, well, so he has to choose between... Hot babe A and hot babe B. What a life. What a difficult life Archie has. Come on. Come on. Um, Okay, we're going to go back to 11. Invisible string. I like this one. Do you have any uh, insights to that one? No, but it talks about, like, being tied to someone by an invisible string. And, like, what if you didn't know? And, like, that's why you were always... Encircling one another and like connected to one another. There was a, um, the band The Hold Steady did a song that had something like that, like how everyone's connected. I think in this one, she also talks about being in Centennial Park, which like every time my ears perk up because that is in our world. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you know about Centennial Park, T Swift? Why is T Swift using the public library? Yeah. <laughs> she has much better places to take a dump than the public library. If money buys you anything, it's that. Twelve is Mad Woman. That's fine. The rest, like I said, I'm not like super into the later half of. So you're not album. as into Epiphany, no. track thirteen. Now thirteen has some kind of meaning in the T Swift world. Yeah, but from her um, track listings, I don't think the thirteenth song has held significance like the fifth. Okay, usually does. 14's Betty. 15 is peace. Mm-hmm. Like as in peace, dude. Like, yeah, like peaceful. At yeah. Peace. yeah. World peace. Yeah. Not like piece of ass. N- no. And finally, we have track 16, hoax. I'm, yeah, don't know. All right. But also, there's a 17th track that hasn't been released yet called The Lakes. You can only get it if you buy like a physical copy of her album, yeah. which I bought on cassette tape. Yep. And you're going to have to help me learn how to listen to it so I can have it. <laughs> Fortunately, you have a boyfriend who did something dumb like make a Halloween tape. Yeah. Which you did with me. Yes. Ooh, 
Peace out. That's, and I told you that's part of why I bought it on cassette because I was like, one, this isn't practical, but I don't care. And two, then I'll have T-Swift and my Halloween podcast with Peter on cassette. And those are the that's only right. two all of um, in In one way, T-Swift and I share a similarity. Yeah. And I'm not going to accuse her of stealing the idea from me. I hope that my cassette, accuse her. like, older is not cracked. Then she'll have one up to you. Well, yeah. But, you know, well, if it isn't cracked, we can just swap them. No. We can swap your Halloween helpful snowman sounds in your T-Swift album. I'm getting a face. Okay. Let's switch gears to talking Conspiracy! about... Conspiracy! <laughs> um... So last last night we were talking about Taylor Swift, and I can't remember what I was talking about, but I was saying something, and I knew things about Taylor Swift, and at the same time I was saying the phrase "You've done a good job indoctrinating me," and you were saying at the same time "I've done a good job educating you." Yes. So we said the same thing, except I said indoctrinate, and you said educate. And then I thought that that was a nice metaphor for like Swifty non Swifty. <laughs> yes. Um, so I picked out some of my favorite conspiracy theories about her, or like weird theories about her. I don't think any of these are like horrible. None of these are like, um, she was in a porno or something weird like that. They're all kind of like, they're pretty. No disrespectful ones. I don't think so. Good. I'll be the judge of that. How about that? All right. So this is probably the most common one. And I've got two pieces of text that say kind of the same thing. So I'll read those. Number one is she's in the Illuminati. Uh, conspiracy theorists and the rest of the world have noticed that Taylor loves the number 13, a significant number to the Illuminati. She was born on Friday the 13th of December 1989 and sometimes writes 13 on her hand during live performances. Her first album featured 13 tracks and her Twitter handle has the number in it. And then it also says, in 2016, you're not an A-list celeb if you haven't been labeled as Illuminati. As an Illuminati? Whatever. So Taylor should be honored with the, to top this elite list. Conspiracy theorists draw a direct line between Swift's connection to the number 13 and the Illuminati's worship of the satanic digits. Swift has spoken about the number significant in her life, telling MTV her birthday. Her first album also went gold in 13 weeks. My first number one song had a 13-second intro. Every time I've won an award, I've been seated in either the 13th seat, the 13th row, the 13th section, or row M, which is the 13th letter. So, what do you think? I think that she identifies with that number because her birthday is on the 13th. It is a strong connection. And then, like, the 13 tracks she had control over. And I think if that's your favorite number, and she... I say this lovingly because I'm the same way. She is anal about that kind of stuff. Like, she seems to have a lot of control and say and direction in that. So, I think she got to pick how many songs. She also would have been responsible for 13-second intro. Mm. She wouldn't have control over the 13 weeks it took to go to gold. But also... If she has staff and they're, like, good assistants, I would be, like, put her in the 13th seat. Like, if she's superstitious sure. about it. Can make this. it happen. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so 13 aside. Oh, she could totally in the Illumin- be in. <laughs> She's so smart and, like, calculated. Yeah. I feel like they would be lucky to, ha- to have her. Okay. Okay. So, the 13 evidence doesn't compel you. No. But you do think it's entirely possible she's in the Illuminati. Yeah. She's so, like, methodical and planned and careful. Yeah. She managed to keep a conspiracy about a releasing an album. That seems like Illuminati-level shit. Yeah. All right. Next one. Her legs are insured for $40 million. Um, Isn't this true of, like, some celebrities? Like, I heard J-Lo. Apparently, this is a rumor that's gone around about J-Lo and some other singer and maybe um, Tina Turner or something like that. And I think it's never true. I think I don't think you can do that, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense, because I guess like what what's going to happen? You're inevitably going to age and your legs are not going to be worth 40 million dollars. Also, do you think uh, J-Lo's legs would be worth $40 million? No, I don't think anyone's body parts are worth that much. (laughs) I'm not talking about your sick cutting it off and selling it. I just mean, do you think she could make $40 million off her legs? No. No. Because I would go to a concert if people weren't, like, dancing around and were just sitting and singing well. Yeah. Also, wouldn't this be like me insuring my brain? Because I'm like, well, my brain has the potential to make me $40 million in the future. Okay, I would insure my brain for like, let's say a million dollars. And it's like, I could make a million dollars over my lifetime with my brain. And then if I had a catastrophic injury, I could cash in that policy. Like, isn't that the same thing? Well, I just think it's silly because I identify... T-Swift and J-Lo as more singers than as dancers. So why wouldn't you ensure your vocal cords or like Taylor Swift, like your fingers to play piano and guitar? Or her face. Yeah. I feel like J-Lo is maybe more of a dancer, but like T-Swift, I'm like, I think her face getting all fucked up would be worse. Like if like Two-Face from Batman and someone splashed acid on her, she protected it with a sheet of paper. comes back to a comic (laughs) for you. Okay, I really liked this one um, because I think it's really weird. Uh, next conspiracy: she only ever carries empty bags. According like to purses. A, yes, according to a bunch of websites, Tay is always carrying around totally empty handbags, balanced perfectly on her forearm. The theory is that if she carried around the load of six-month-old rubbish that we all do, then it would surely harm her arm. Um, The only thing more recognizable than a Taylor Swift hook is her signature purse-carrying technique. Many have speculated that the effortless way she drapes her handbags over her forearm must mean they are empty. After all, if they contain the other shit, they'd be too heavy to rest comfortably on her arm. What? Like, (laughs) why do you care? Why are... I also don't... This goes back to, like, people looking at paparazzi photos... Who cares? Why are you staring at people's stalker images of celebrities? Sure. Um, My question to you is, do you think that's possible, that she's carrying around empty bags all the time? Well, okay, if we want to get down to it, 
like yeah. jewelry and bags and shoes and belts like it's an accessory yeah so it's meant to like enhance the outfit right not really about practicality at celebrity right. level because she probably has again personal assistants who have yes. her shit right so sure it could ha- like right she's not like carrying a wheelie bag through the airport she's got people to do that shit for her mm-hmm. she probably has to carry her phone and that's it. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have car keys. Do you think she has keys to her house? Um, I don't know. Well, now you can have like a little punchy code. Yeah. Instead of a key. Yeah. She probably has that, like a or a smartphone thing or some shit. Yeah, some alarm system app thing. Yeah. All right. Next, she has an evil twin. People came up with this after watching a 2008 Japanese McDonald's advert, which shows a Ronald McDonald-esque girl dancing around eating a burger looking quite similar to Taylor. Apparently, the theory reads that she was evil and Taylor banished her to Japan so she wouldn't get in the way of her career. No, this is stupid. I'm going to pull up the person so you can see what they look like. Okay. But as someone... So, I had a doppelganger in college who one of my friends punched... Because he thought she was me. Um, no. I, she looks kind of like her, but that's not her. Yeah, I don't think it looks that much like her. No. To be honest. There was that first sim. That cuts so quick. There, it kind of looks like her, but I don't think it's her. Yeah, I don't. This, there's a, a view where you can see more of her, and it, I don't think it looks like her that much. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not so much that I'm like, the only explanation is T-Swift's twin. Yeah, like, we have doppelgangers. Because yeah. my friend punched that girl, and then another friend was like, oh, I've seen that girl. You look just like her. And I was like, I've never met this girl. How badly did you want to see her? So badly, To be like, I never is she did. cute? What do I think of her? It was weird, though, because I had an orange backpack and a yellow jacket and would wear black Converse. And this girl also, did, like... Yellow jacket and orange backpack. How common is that? Not very. That's creepy. Yeah. That's a little bit like someone came out of the mirror or something. And she had brown hair that was like same length as mine. So from the back, we definitely looked alike. I don't know from the front. Hmm. Because my friend, when she turned around after he punched her, immediately knew it was not me. (laughs) And apologized. Um, All right. She is the reincarnated leader of a satanic cult. Um, This is one of the more bizarre theories. Around 2011, fans began to notice a striking resemblance between Swift and a woman named Xena Shrek, who just happened to be the high priestess of the Church of Satan from 1985 to 1990. Naturally, that led people to wonder if Swift was actually a reincarnated Shrek. This is highly unlikely, given that Shrek is still alive. (laughs) Also, if she was there through 1990, she... Tay-Tay was born at the end of 89. Um, She's reportedly working in Berlin as an artist and magician, or living the life of a pop star. So, no. Um, This is stupid. Hold on. Oh, that's a different conspiracy theory. Should we look up Xena Shrek? And it's spelled Z-E-E-N-A-S-C-H-R-E-C-K. It's not like with a warrior princess, and it's not like the ogre. Then who even is she? There's a bunch of stuff about her being the same person. If you just look up Xena Shrek, it's basically stuff about Taylor Swift. No, that's a pretty good resemblance. Not amazing. I mean, she could become her. She gets older. Yeah. 
I could see where people are coming from, but also it's like... They both exist right now. Also, Xena Shrek has been filmed on like a, you know, 1980s TV camera and she's got a shitload of makeup on. So this is her now. Doesn't really look that much like her. No. Okay. This is another one that I thought you might like a lot. Uh, This conspiracy theory is that there's a missing Taylor Swift album. Between Taylor's 2014 album, 1989, and her 2017 album, Reputation, stands believe there is a missing album. They believe this for a number of reasons. For one, what was Taylor doing for the two years before Kim Kardashian West attempted to cancel her? It's hard to believe she spent the peak of her career outside of the recording studio. Prior to Joe Alwyn, Taylor's longest relationship was with DJ Calvin Harris, yet there are very few songs written about him on Reputation. He's basically just an anecdote on several songs about her list of enemies. Um, As Taylor once said, if a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing. Calvin was lucky that he dated the Queen long enough for her to write one of his biggest hits of all time. This is what you came for. But it looks like the love songs written about that phase in her life where she thought the DJs were hot will never be made public. Um, P.S. In the Look What You Made Me Do music video, Taylor crosses out... Good job out. knowing that, by the way. Yeah, that was just, acronym. Like It's listed L-W-Y-M-M-D. But I knew, uh, look what you made me do. I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me. I'm so proud of you. I'll be the something, something in your bad dreams. <laughs> um... Taylor crosses out TS6, essentially telling us that the old Taylor died, who can't come to the phone right now. Yes. Um, Why? Oh, because she's dead. Which I use in class as a meme for put your phone away. (laughs) So there's a, a lyric on this Reputation album where she says, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. Um, so she crosses out TS6 essentially telling us that the old Taylor died before she could finish yet another boppy album, and here is reputation in its place. What say you, Poonmaster Flex? Is there a T-Swift album somewhere out there in the ether? It is also kind of a long period, right? 2014 to 2017? It is, but again, like, reputation, if reputation came out in 2017, Lover came out at the... Like, in 2019. That's That's two years. So, it's pretty close. Right. So, she could have been... I mean, she was probably writing songs. I don't know how far they got in production. But I know, again, from, like, Miss Americana and doing internet research slash stalking of T-Swift, she, like, thought about giving up on music because of the whole... Kim Kardashian, Kanye West thing. Like, it was really upsetting for her and hard for her. Hmm. So. Hmm. Now, that was basically um, about... Okay, so they had their first encounter at the music... Was it the MTV things? And uh, Taylor Swift won for her video. video. And Kanye came up took the microphone and was like, yo, I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had the best video of all time. Yes. And then everybody was like, what an asshole. Yes. Um, and then later he 
put in a song about famous. making her famous. Yes. Um, he said, I made that bitch famous. But then something he else. He said, I could have fucked her, I think. Yeah, something about that. Yes. Or like, I still think it might happen or yeah, something yeah, yeah. along those lines. Yes. And so then it started this whole problem because I guess um, what Kanye West slash Kim Kardashian said. I can't believe we're talking about this on this show, these people. But here we are. What they said is that Kanye West called her and they talked about it and she said it was fine. Yes. And what she said is... She they approved the, part of the lyric, but yes. not like calling her a bitch and not sleeping with her. Yes. And so then um, that started this whole back and forth between those two camps. And then eventually, Kim Kardashian supposedly released the phone call. She released it on Instagram or Snapchat. Yeah. And like, yeah, like receipts. And then everybody started flooding Taylor's social media with the snake emoji. Yes. And calling her a snake. And then she disappeared from social media. Yes. And then t- took back... The snake imagery for yes. her reputation album. And am I correct in saying that very recently, yes. like the last six months, yes. it was discovered that Taylor, Taylor Swift was correct. Yes. I can't remember how this was revealed, but it was somehow definitively proven yes. that, uh, in fact, the snakes was the Kardashians and Kanye West. Yes. Surprising precisely no one. Yeah. I mean... Come on. Yep. Um, but anyway, so that was like their whole their whole thing. Yeah. And so because of that, because like the internet just came for Taylor, she shut down and was like, do I belong here anymore? Like, does anyone want to hear from me? And that is why I think she took a break and maybe was working on stuff, but it didn't feel like true anymore. And she was like mm. processing just being shamed and shunned by the internet so here's the hard question do you think let's say there was an album Mm. but then she like you said didn't feel like it was authentic anymore do you think this album was killed by kanye west slash kim kardashian or the internet um i don't know if it would be killed like i could see Again, her probably have working on some songs, mm-hmm. and those may have made their way onto subsequent albums. Um, I don't know if there was ever like a fully completed album ready for release, and then she like stopped it from happening. I don't know. Well, my question is if if this album happened and then it was you know killed because it didn't feel right to um, her anymore. Probably like the internet and her fans. I think that having a a mass like people not wanting to hear from from you would influence her more than to dumb dumb internet <laughs> reality people dumb dumb shitheads yep yep who think hey 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 potential president i was about to say who think that they can be a lawyer and president just magically <laughs> by snapping their fingers i just saw uh, i i had to so I gave the good news about T-Swift, but then also spread the bad news about, um, I know a lot's been made of Joe Rogan's Spotify $10 million, I think he got, to be put his show on Spotify. Um, which, by the way, Spotify keeps calling me, and I'm like, guys, leave me alone. <laughs> but um, there were also a few other shows that are on there, 
And one of them is apparently Kim Kardashian is going to do some kind of a legal related show on <laughs> Spotify. Great. Yeah. Because she was like going to law school or something. No, she was like interning in a law office. Yeah. But I, I never. Not even going to school. I never heard where that ended up going. Probably nowhere because COVID. Thank God. The oh, one yeah. good thing to come from COVID. Well, I feel like this whole announcement was like kind of a long time ago, like a couple years ago. Like a year. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out when we listen to, uh, hmm, what would you call her law show? Something horrible and Snakes profane. Snakes on a gavel. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Come on, you could think of something. I'm out of ideas. Well, it's your show. The show doesn't end until we come up with a good name for no, her show. This is gonna take a while. The Kim Kardashian legal extravaganza. That's not good. The Kim Kardashian Kimmy K Legal Eagle. No. Legal Beagle. No. I'm trying to think of something like a spinoff of Saul Goodman. Better call Better Saul. call Saul. Better not call Kim. Because she's... Well, he'd be a better lawyer than her anyway. Yeah. I like Saul. Yeah. I would like him on my side. Is he scummy? Sure. But does he usually get better outcomes for his clients than they deserve? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, better call Saul... There's too much silence for your radio show. Okay. Producer, Poon Master. Well, there is. All of a sudden. I said I was punishing you, but until we came up with a name. Well, you know what? This has been punishment enough for listeners. Um, write in with your names for Kim Kardashian's legal show. And then we'll discuss them. How about that? Can you just like, write a blog post? I don't want to give any more airtime to... It's too the late. stupid family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't you want to end on a positive note? Okay, well, if Yeah, go T stream T-Swift's new album. Pod, it's great. It's called Folklore. Yes. I don't think we mentioned that. Yeah, and it's great. And she has a bunch of pretty um, vinyl albums that are out in pretty colors and different. And a cassette tape. And she is wonderful. If, and it's a different vibe. So if you haven't previously liked T-Swift... You may like this if you like chill, folksy music. Okay. Give it a shot. Yeah. Ignore your uh, your previous biases if you have them. Yeah. Unless they're good, in which case, embrace them <laughs> and then listen. Um, okay. Better question. T-Swift starts a podcast. What do you think that should be called? What's her cat's names? Meredith? Olivia, Olivia and Benjamin. And Benjamin. The T-Swift mob. Mm-hmm. For all her, her cats. Podcats. Podcats. A pod low 13. Because she's into 13 and it's a podcast. No. And Apollo 13. Okay, bye, everyone. Okay, bye. Goodbye. You're not going to say it. Somebody should.
talk about two times, talk about but one, yeah. You're asking the questions, 